Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, Jeannie Buss stood up for Frank Vogel, and I am here to plant my flag on Malik Monk should be starting Island. Mark Medina was able to catch up with uh, with Jeannie Buss, uh, Mark Medina now of NBA.com, uh, and she had this to say, quote, until we're 100% healthy, I don't think you can really make any judgment. Uh, she continued, we're as connected as any organization can be. I really don't know what you're looking for me to say. I would say until we're 100% healthy, I won't make any judgments about anything, end quote. Jeannie Buss has said before that she is not a fan of cycling through coaches. She doesn't like to, she, she prefers the consistency. She stuck it, she stuck, you know, she wasn't all that surprised with Byron Scott when he was finally fired, uh, but she probably kept Luke Walton around a little bit longer than he maybe should have been. Uh, and then now here with, with Frank Vogel, uh, she's, she, you know, kind of sort of sounds like she's looking for, a, you know, reasons or excuses not to, to make a change here, even if, by the way, the excuse is more explanation than it is excuse. I, I think it makes some sense that uh, Jeannie Buss wouldn't want to cast any real judgment here on a head coach with a partial roster. The only issue, however, is that there's no real guarantee that the Lakers are ever going to be fully healthy, especially 100% healthy in the way that Jeannie Buss is talking about. Uh, Trevor Ariza is on the right kind of timeline to be able to return, hopefully here within the next week or so. But there's no guarantee on that. He's a 36-year-old small forward who just had surgery on uh, his foot slash ankle. That's a little terrifying. Uh, Kendrick Nunn apparently has has the world's worst uh, bone bruise in his knee. That makes me a little nervous. And And again, like I said in a prior lowdown, this is the kind of thing that if it doesn't make any progress and if the Lakers continue to run tests here and it doesn't get any better, he might opt for surgery. Uh, we know Avery Bradley it, uh, sprained his thumb and you know is trying to play through it with a splint. Uh, LeBron has dealt with ab stuff uh, all year. We know that Anthony Davis is just kind of in a perpetual state of banged upness and it's an old roster. You know, it's it's not it's not a young roster. We've seen young guys miss games. We've seen older guys miss games. Uh, this is this is not a group I, that you know at any point in the season I would necessarily make a bet that this is going to be a hundred percent healthy uh, roster wide at any point this season. And so, if that is what she's holding out hope for in terms of evaluating her head coach or the, or, or the team's head coach, well, I guess hers, but. If that's what she's holding out hope for, I'm sorry, man, but I don't think she's going to get that type of sample size. And by the way, it kind of makes sense that Jeannie Buss would be kind of sort of loyal to a head coach who helped the Lakers win a championship two seasons ago, just slightly over a full calendar year ago. This is somebody who is going to go down in Lakers history as one of only a handful of coaches who have won a championship for the Los Angeles Lakers. It's not a very wide ranging, right, wide ranging group. And so when you're looking at Jeannie Buss, you know, maybe holding on to Frank a little bit longer than some fans 
and maybe some players would like, I would kind of retort back to him, dude, this guy just won a championship. It just happened. What are we doing here? And by the way, I understand that there is frustration. I saw, I look at some of these lineups. Hell, I recorded an entire podcast, an entire lowdown the other day that was explaining the things that should not be done with regards to lineups. And the reason I did that is because they have been breaking those rules way too freaking often. So I understand like why there are people out there who are a little annoyed at the way that Frank Vogel has been coaching this specific roster. But the problem is, I don't know how many coaches would have necessarily done in in you know in that much better than Frank has done with this roster when you consider the fact that I don't think LeBron James wants an offensive head coach. I don't think he wants to be told where to go. Uh I don't think you know Anthony Davis I, we know this. Doesn't he he doesn't want to play predominantly center. He doesn't want to play only center. That would help the Lakers quite a bit. Uh, I I know that Russell Westbrook is sometimes uh, kind of frustrating a coach as well because he can be very headstrong in, in his approach to the game. And all these guys have said a lot of the right things, but at the end of the day, like you are who you are. And there aren't very many guys on this roster. Maybe it's just Reeves and, and maybe THT who are coachable in the sense that like they are listening for coaching to be able to tell them where they need to stand and what they need to do and what is expected of them. Like a lot of these guys on this Lakers roster, it it's, it wouldn't necessarily matter who is standing there as head coach. So if like, if you're saying that in that regard, why not just make a change if it doesn't necessarily matter? Okay, I guess, but that there's two sides of that coin there. Why make a change? If it's no guarantee that the person that you're bringing in is going to be significantly better, the best argument, quite frankly, for si- or for for firing Vogel, is basically whoever is is, is would take over from him uh, or after him would have a guarantee that all of a sudden LeBron James and Anthony Davis would be playing consistently at the level where the Lakers would be noticeably better. And I'm sorry, while that is, you know, that, that that is a very good reason to make a change there, I think that is a pretty bad, you know, referendum on LeBron and AD's approach to being coached. Uh, this is somebody, again, who won them a championship. And if a coaching change gets those guys to really start trying uh, more consistently, then I think that says a lot more about Anthony Davis and LeBron James than it does Frank Vogel. Last thing before we move on here, the other thing we always have to keep in mind is that money is at the forefront of a lot of decisions, basically all the decisions that the Lakers are making right now. And yes, the Lakers did only extend Frank Vogel to one year. Uh, they would only have to pay him the the you know his, the rest the remainder of his contract for next season as well. But that would still involve paying two head coaches for the same year. And I think given the Lakers approach to the rest of the financial decisions they've made uh, so far this season, it doesn't seem like a uh, an organization that would very happily go out there and pay two NBA head coaches. Always got to keep that in mind. 
All right, really quickly here, uh, here at the end of the show, I want to give a shout out to somebody who I think has has made a crystal clear message uh, to to everybody. Hey, yeah, I'm I should be starting at shooting guard, and it's Malik Monk. Take a listen to this. So when Malik is on the court, and he has been on the court for 606 minutes so far this year, the Lakers are scoring 109.2 points per 100 possessions. And they are only allowing 103.8 points per uh, 100 possessions. The uh, when he sits, so he has sat for 629 minutes. The Lakers are scoring only 102.7 points per 100 possessions, and they are giving up 109.7 points per 100 possessions. And no, does this you know the fact that the Lakers are carrying that high a defensive rating? Does that make me think that, that think? That Malik Monk is some incredible defender? No. But if you can go out there and if if you're scoring, if you're forcing the other team to take the ball out of the rim on the other end of the court, it allows your your defense to get set up. And uh, Malik has been a part of some pretty good offenses. Again, when he's been on the court, the Lakers are scoring uh, 109.2 points per 100 possessions. So this is a guy who makes sense, right? He is uh, a really good shooter. He is capable of scoring off of the dribble as well. Has decent instincts offensively off of the ball. Uh, Knows how to float to different places and stuff like that. Could be better, could be worse. Uh, But at the end of the day, he can shoot. And he's a willing shooter. And this is the kind of player that we knew was going to have success alongside Russell Westbrook and LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And this is, you know, fortunately for the Lakers here, Monk has, has made it pretty freaking hard to ignore how good he has been compared to, say, the guy who's starting at that position right now. For those wondering, Avery Bradley's numbers in 492 minutes, they're scoring 99.0 points per 100 possessions, and they are giving up 109 points per 100 possessions. That's a negative 9.9 rating uh, when Avery Bradley is on the court. And then when he steps off of the court, uh, the Lakers are scoring 110.6 points per 100 possessions, and they are giving up 106.4 points per 100 possessions. So, look, I know kind of whittling all this down to just net rating as a means to make the case for one guy over another is in and of itself not very good process, but it makes sense in terms of, you know, theoretically the kind of player that you would want playing alongside Russell Westbrook and LeBron James out there. And again, statistically, it is very loud. So Frank, free the monk. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Some stuff to keep an eye out for. Look, I recorded an episode of the Anthony Irwin Show yesterday uh, with Lee Ellis of No Dunks, Inc. He is somebody who I have always really kind of looked up to, and and it was a a really cool uh, moment and opportunity to be able to talk to him uh, about everything, about being a Laker fan uh, way back in the day in Australia when it was very difficult to get your hands on NBA content. Uh, to creating that content now for as long as he has done uh, with, you know, guys who were previously the Basketball Jones, the Starters, and then now now, uh, they are No Dunks, Inc. Uh, And then, you know, we got his thoughts on 
the Lakers as they are currently constituted, this season as it is as it has gone thus far. Uh, you're going to want to check all that out as well. Harrison is also back from vacation, so he and I are going to be recording a Lakers Lounge uh, probably in a few hours after y'all have listened to this. So until all of that good stuff, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.